We don't have notes. What are you talking about? I do. Do you really? Yeah. Uh, if they're not posted, there they it exist. is. Okay, you're the the Jedi counselor now, so. <laughs> oh yeah, I can start to sound that line. Yeah. If we want to get into perhaps the about archives are incomplete. You know, well, if they're not in the archives, they don't exist. The so this is not the name my character. I. Oh crap! Nobody cares. She shows up in the Clone Wars cartoon and gets her ass kicked a couple of times, and then she's literally only there to add depth to the universe because the cartoons do a better job than the three movies did. And I know we're recording. I'm totally owning this tirade. All but, I'm uh, hearing is I can't name her. Yeah, I, 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 I don't remember. I know Ahsoka defends her a couple of times, and, and um, I know she's archivist. What's her face? But. I don't remember. I, Because I, where I was going to go next was like, obviously, now that the archives are incomplete, we need to go talk to Yoda so Yoda can remind us about gravitational lensing. You know, be like, well, you know, see that dark spot where there's supposed to be a star? Maybe just go there, Obi-Wan. You could have figured that out. So. Okay. So welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. Since I'm talking, I guess I'm going to do the intro because where's Ben? What is going on? Who knows? We're we're a podcast of the Broken Jars Network, and we swear and spoil stuff. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, we will spoil things not only Dresden related, clearly, because we're talking about Star Wars. Yeah, but not the new, 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 new one because I still haven't seen that. So, oh. yeah. Didn't you say that the last time we did this? I know it's it's becoming a meme, but yes, I still haven't seen it. So, okay. Yeah, just making sure. I know. I want desperately to hear all of your dark side rantings about like I want to see drool and spittle and just I everything. I I'm still dodging spoilers, but I've here we are. Myself to it. Mm. Yeah, I'm it is inside. quite entertaining when you get all fired up about it, though. Dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which which franchises have they not ruined for you at this point? Right. Yeah, right. Well, so, is, is Dresden still positive for you? I'm still here, aren't I? It, yeah. <laughs> it, mostly. I think the fans are the ones taking a shot at it. But if, like, I think if Dresden wa- walks in with, like, magical Iron Man armor in Peace Talks, I think he's going to, like, throw the book and, like, yeah, retire no. to the mountain, you know, like. After five years, if that's what happens. <laughs> be like Ebenezer. He's like, yeah, but watch this, Haas. He's like, like, oh, shit. None of that. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's a new new crazy theory for you. Um, I know we've been talking about like the trailer coming out and we got a release date. Yeah, that, that's finally. Happened, that like that's three hours since... after we stopped recording that gets announced. It's fucking great. We did yeah, cover would... it the next time at least. Yeah, I was I was going to mention that because even even Priscilla made fun of us about it. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you guys keep seeming to miss that stuff. But it's like, it's not our fault that you wait till three hours after the show to announce major news. Probably because she's here watching. She's like, ah, they didn't mention that. So, you know, at least we're entertaining, I guess. I don't know. Like I heard a little bit, though, when she was making fun of us. <laughs> I just I felt like we had made it. See, I yeah. I mean, because if I'm making fun of you, it's camaraderie. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, she noticed us." So, senpai. I know. <laughs> no. That's where it was going. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Uh, as to what we're covering today, since I'm sure everyone by this point knows all the news that we missed. July fourteenth, twenty twenty. Just in just case. Just in case. Yeah. You know. Um, an audiobook on the same day. Yep. All right, we're in skin game, and I believe we left off on chapter 17, if that helps anyone. Um, Tessa and her henchmen are about to go whack Harvey, and Gray is going to impersonate Nicodemus, and then Harry went to go save Harvey. Right. Okay, I think we got to the point of come with me if you want to live reference. And the guy is just freaking out at his blue screen computer. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we skipped a little bit, but that's that's Maybe. all good. I know that's kind of where so, my, my page note was. So I just I'm going I off gotcha. there. No, and that works because I was like, you know, looking at some of their banter, you know, because it's fantastic between Dresden and Gray. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, what do you do exactly? Anything? <laughs> this week I'm opening doors. You've already opened the one labeled ass kicking. So yeah. Yeah, but the come with me if you want to live. He blows up his computer and then they skedaddle. Like, what? 
what? That doesn't happen. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then cops got better things to do than get killed. <laughs> so. It was that reference to. Big Trouble in Little China. I oh, sadly I had to look that one up because I'm like, oh shit, I know this one and I'm gonna be sad. But yeah, I I had to look it up. I uh, have not gotten around to watching that one, so thank you for highlighting the reference. Thanks, two of us. Hold on, I'm gonna go get my shirt. No, I've got a Pork Chop Express shirt. There's you haven't seen it either. Hold on a second. It's like <laughs> what? Oh my god. Yeah, it's There's it's lots worth of movies I haven't seen. It's worth a rewatch, and it is fantastic. So, all okay. right, all right. They are hiding, running away, and it doesn't exactly work. Uh, but they get into another building that was like a closed down retail store, so it's right. kind of empty, and it's perfect for a fight. Right. Which, while totally a machination for this thing, totally is a thing you can find in Chicago, by the way. There were a number of buildings that I drove past that was like, that used to be an entire school or it used to be, you know, something like that. And they're just all boarded up and whatever. Convenient for Dresden, though, that, Mm -hmm. you know. And all the Nazis living in Chicago. (laughs) Right. You can easily get like one of those little mini strip mall things that one person owns a mall and they're all rentals and they all close down one by one. Until right. there's just like a bank left on the corner. Right. Because, you know, Chase Bank ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So probably not. All right. So they get attacked by someone, a gunman, and Whoa. Dresden downs him. And the guy's, Harvey's freaking out. If he just tried to kill you, no, he just tried to kill you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the mark. <laughs> yeah. He's incidental for once. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah, it's like, okay, now you're, you're in pretty good shape, Harvey. So you're a jogger by any chance? It's like, what? I swim, I do yoga. It's like, no, now you run marathons right <laughs> yeah, now. Right. <laughs> Make me believe it. <laughs> yeah, now you're running. <laughs> okay, run, run, run. Because hey, that's, one of, that's one of the biggest praises you can have for the Dresden Files, I think, is Jim's humor. Like, I think it just it resonates with most people. Right. I think it's really, it's good. Yeah, so after the running, they get into the department store per place area because that's where they kind of get cornered. And yeah. then Dresden kind of like hulks out on some ghouls for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think I think there was some banter of like uh, something like, okay, Dresden, if you give me the dude, then I'll let you go, shit like that. Right. And then he's like, you know, that's a very compelling argument as he throws soul fire at Amariel, so. Yeah, although she just said, uh, the upright hero Harry Dresden working for Nicodemus, did Lashiel finally talk you into taking up her coin? And he says, pretty sure you know that she didn't. Right, right. Which, yeah, it, it's all kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's like, they're they're still trying to play the game, and it's like, you know that it would have worked by now or not, probably, you know, because they already, like, he already had that conversation with Nicodemus, sort of, right? So... I mean, well, they, didn't they do that in uh, Small Favor? Small Favor, even? yeah. Nicodemus yeah. bet that Lashiel Shadow was still there, tried to disable Harry, and right. it didn't work. Uh, and it, that must have been the clue that Lashiel didn't succeed. Right. So maybe at that point they decided to go break her out of jail, essentially. Maybe. But, I mean, Tessa may not have been around them ever since that like split off like five minutes they, before they, that they moment. They don't work together that often, I think it's mentioned at some point. Right, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, with whatever they do work together with, like working at, in small favor like that, how much information is are they actually sharing? Oh, I can't imagine Nick was too as, keen on letting her know, hey, I fucked up. Right. So as she much, might not know that at as all. As much information as needed and nothing more. So if she didn't need to know about Lash failing, probably didn't mention it. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it it seems relatively inconsequential to her, right? Like, because you would know, right? Like, if if he took up the coin and he's playing for your team, you'd know that. And if he isn't, then, you know, what's the harm in you knowing that he's not playing for your team? I I don't know. So, this is why I'm not a... That trump card up his sleeve. Right. I I am not a 2000 year old warlord. So maybe when I attain that, I'll, it'll make sense to me. But right. yeah, so so they they kind of do battle. Dresden gets roughed up. Um, he uses the hell out of some ice magic, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I thought was fun. A couple of things. He he does a whole ice wall. He does the disco dance floor again. 
Um, yeah. And these are ghouls, right? Like, yep. Not just normal thugs, but ghouls, not the big old ghouls that we see in White Knight. And not even other Denarians, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not quite the super ghouls, I don't believe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in D&D terms, I'm sure they're still quite beefy, but, uh, you know, they're not ancient outsider ghouls or whatever, so. Just regular one-in-the-mill ghouls. Right. Basically not even worth talking about. Just fight, 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 fight. Uh, Soul fire at Mario. Blah, blah, blah. So where Harry pushes himself so far that he like blanks out for a second, right? And he doesn't even realize that he's pushed that far. Right. I thought that was later. But okay. No, because he, he kind of passes out here and then like he gets rescued, right? Like by... Uh, um, I, I think even... Um, why Deidre, Deidre and Gray show up. No, it's only and... Gray. Only Gray, not Deidre. Only Gray. Okay, because I thought she like attacked the ghouls, or did she run off after she, Tess? Because she, they she do has a Tessa off screen. Okay. We don't. We get told that. Okay, yeah, because I was like, no, she she was definitely there in some capacity. But okay, so Gray Gray saves him then, and then once all the dust settles, so to speak, they find out that Harvey's dead. And Dresden mm-hmm. gets after Gray about it, and then you know you have yeah. another coded message. Okay. You know, you know, I'm telling you the truth, right, Wizard? Yeah, they did sure. the, the clever thing of hiding as Harvey and right. seeming so uh, unimportant because he was so scared until he just like, I'm gonna bite your face off now. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he. Like once they get out, basically he's going to take Harvey's spot for the rest of the days to not tip yeah. him off. And he's like, "You can do that. You can just pretend to be a high-ranking, you know, financial person. Sure, <laughs> why not? It's easy enough to bullshit, especially when you're able to look like the person. Just explain away that you're having a bad day because you're dead. Right. I mean, everybody phones it in a little bit, right? Which is definitely one of the interpretations. But I'm I'm curious, like, how much of it is he he probably could just bluff that well because he's done mm. it before and he's old, or how much knowledge comes with, you know, the blood because you see that a little bit later in the vault. Yeah. You know, he's like, sorry, I'm a little too Harvey right now. So he does get some of his personality and information through the transformation. So yeah, I definitely get the impression that. There is and like a transfer of both knowledge and personality and well, like personality more than just and looks. reactions. But those that's different than like uh, this customer and their background and their account number and all of those right. details. That's like concrete knowledge that's different than how would Harvey react in the situation of breaking into Hades' vault? <laughs> right. Yeah. There was a word of Jim about if Gray like tried to be Harry for a while and it would be uh, really too costly for him considering Harry's power and his will and his, uh, you know, how deep he would have to go to be that, he would essentially just turn into him. Huh. Interesting. Knowledge and everything? Uh, at least no. power. At, at a minimum, he would just personality-wise. But I, I vaguely remember that, actually, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. I'll drudge it up in a minute. Interesting. Okay, and then after this, and Harvey is being replaced, uh, Harry basically has a breakdown and finds himself at the carpenter house. Right. Not that he knew he was going there, but that's what he needed. Well, you know, that's kind of him. Like, where's the safe place in Chicago where I can cry for a minute? Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. Michael's. Yeah, and oh, he broke his arm, uh, but he doesn't want to go to Butters because Butters is mad at him. So, Michael. Right. Yeah, we've got we to gotta give Butters time off every other emergency, right? <laughs> yeah. So he already went to Butters with the, with the hotel. So the arm break, Michael will handle. And then later, Butters can pick up. Butters. <laughs> Butters has a job, and he has to be Batman. And, you know. Yeah, and right. he's being prickly right now. And they start drinking some beer, and Michael has the... Uh, beer opener of the Thor's hammer. Right. Which is kind of fun. And Harry starts talking and letting go. Yeah. He has to catch him up with everything since changes, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing that now that Michael's been, like, raising his daughter. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he gets some of the details, right? But, you know, like Harry gives him all the nitty gritty and everything. So, yeah. So they set the wrist in a way that means that he cannot move his wrist. Uh, it's like, I just know that that's going to be important. Like, I, my life is going to depend on moving my left wrist now that you've immobilized it. <laughs> right. Like, how can it not at this point? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, left is where all the defensive magic happens. So, you know, somewhat oh, important. So. <laughs> I, I don't remember why, but I've got a, a note in here that it's 40 minutes by boat to Demon Reach. I don't know if Michael, I think Michael's oh. talking about like, this is why nobody's visited you egghead, you know? Uh, so. Yeah, Harry was talking about like, it's only 40, 40 minutes 40 on a minutes boat in. ride. People right. drive further than that, go to the movies. Right. And so like, why haven't my friends come visited me? It's like, do you understand how creepy that island is? Right. Of all of the bad things that happened there, the island is what scares me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and Harry like, was remember how I got machine stick. gunned on that island? Yeah, it's not the machine gunning that keeps me away. So, <laughs> when Harry's recounting everything that happened at Chichen Itza, I always thought it was interesting that he basically changes a little bit of who's at fault when he's talking to Michael. And right. before he always says it, it's his fault, it's Harry's fault. But in this version, he says it was Martin that pushed her. Right. He straight up does not remember what actually happened here. Either Jim forgot or he's lying to himself or someone changed his memory. This is a, a peeve of mine. Mm. It is it is one of those things where I think people regard it as a mistake and you know, like we'll see how it shakes out in the end. But yeah, like I, I think most people I've talked to or seen, you know, uh, you know, take Harry's self-blame right which fits his character and everything like that but you know at the same time like martin had a whole fuck ton to do with it so i mean uh, it really was it was martin's plan it was his thing from the beginning he's the one that uh whatever it's just that harry harry's given himself a charitable view here because when he saw when he it <laughs> clued into what martin was doing he's the one who pushed her over the edge by saying right about it harry yeah. basically condoned it finished Martin's it Martin did the double triple cross and there's even a little bit of um, like hindsight where Harry's not even sure what was Martin just a double agent or did he really want the red court to get brought down anyway right because there's that little bit of like, you know, oh yeah he knows that you can take out this St. Giles but he knows that you can take out the whole red court, you know, and then that's when he's he pushes Susan right so. Mm -hmm. I oh, and he soul gazed him. He seemed to indicate that as his time as a double agent went on, he actually became changed like, yeah, to it. True to St. Giles instead of the Red Court. Right. Yeah. yeah. Craziness, you know. But, yeah. So, for once, Harry's uh, not kicking himself, <laughs> ironically, over something that is his fault. Yeah. Right. Go figure. Yeah. It, though it's good for Michael to point out that Susan agreed with it as well. It's not like Harry needed to tie her down and then slash her throat. She went willingly. She just couldn't do the knife. Yeah, she needed to die. Who cares? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that little girl had a mother. All right. <laughs> Dumped her on someone else's doorstep just as much. Oh, boy. Yeah. Besides, what is she? she's not, she doesn't miss her. She's got a dog now. Dogs are better than mothers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mouse is. So. <laughs> I mean, I think he's a pet owner, right? You have a dog. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Which one and, would you rather spend the day with, your dog or your mother? Well, don't. It's this shit's being easily my mother. I was like, this is being recorded, dude. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> this dog is not my dog. This dog is just a dog that lives in the same general area as I do. Hmm. Aww, poor dog getting put down like that. It's not my dog. I don't, like, I don't care. <laughs> it's not my dog. I didn't sign up for a second round of dogs. Anything so, else that comes out of the visit? Um. Yeah, he meets it, his daughter. Oh yeah, I guess that's the thing. <laughs> no, that's the the trip after. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. I would have figured I noted it because the next thing I have is when he goes back in and he's given um, the squire a load um, of crap. I can't. Yeah. Um, well, Harry basically explains what's happening that he's working for Mab and for therefore Nicodemus. 
mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit about the parasite. Like if it pops out of my head, it's going to go after Maggie mm-hmm. and Michael's freaked out about it. And he's just, Harry needs help figuring out what's right. <laughs> right. Uh, the, 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 the. Because we talk about it a little bit out of order, it's hard for me to catch up on my notes. Mm. Although something that was pointed out recently of like, Michael basically asked, well, can you turn back time and, you know, change things in the past? Well, theoretically, yes, but no. It's like, that seems like a strange <laughs> highlight of the eventually time traveling that we all expect is going to happen. Maybe, but it's also Dresden, right? He's like, you know, it's magic, right? So I'm I'm sure I could figure it out, you know, but uh, no, not today. <laughs> so. No, not today. Right. It'll- I mean, in the future. It, think think about him now that we've got the examples, right? Think about him from Iron Man, where it's just like, you know, time travel's totally impossible. Hold on, give me a week. <laughs> so, spoilers. How old's that movie? I think we're outside of the statue, right? Just, uh, has it been six months? No. <laughs> has, it, has it really been six months? Uh, All right, you look at that. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right i'd say there was that awkward April talking about molly of the michael saying look you need to be a dad to your daughter and uh like you're important to her and harry is like, but how can you say that after how i handled molly and both of them for that conversation <laughs> right. thing completely different things right what's wrong with molly uh nothing <laughs> it's like what I... she loses her apartment or something yeah she's fine just ask her sometime you know because yeah, one of those awkward, I almost outed your daughter, you know, but in a different kind of way. So. Yeah, and Michael's like, oh, oh yes, well, well, that's fine. That's okay. It's like, what are you talking about? But okay, it's getting me out of the conversation. Right. Okay. And then I think he does just go back to the warehouse and starts needling everyone there as he can. Yeah, careful the cheese is hot. Don't burn your, oh. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yes, yeah, he kind of he kind of fills everybody in on what happened with the Harvey thing and where Gray is, and then they start asking about the goats, right? So, mm-hmm. or or did that already happen? So anyway, they start talking more about the the Genesqua. So, although he hasn't been introduced, right? Okay, quite yet. I, uh, they're just kind of talking about the goats. Think, no, yeah. that comes. Yeah, that comes at the end of this because this is all Harry's trying to get everyone to turn against Nick. He finally gets the reveal of what they're supposedly going after is the Holy right. Grail. Well, that in the yeah, talking <laughs> about the three gates. Um, Nicodemus doesn't know specifics about the gates, um, but from what we know from Tessa, it seems unlikely that he doesn't have any idea because, as we find out later, spoilers. You know that Tessa's whole gambit in this is to try and save her daughter. So if Tessa fucking knows about the Gate of Blood, you know damn well Nicodemus should know something about it. So he may oh, not know the exact specifics, but I think he does. Right from so, everything leading up to it, this isn't a, a Thanos moment. This is a you know like very no, well like hidden he, ace in the hole. It seems like he knew about the Gate of Blood at least, but he right. didn't know the specifics about the fire or ice. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, there's nothing to reveal that he did know about the Gate of Fire or Ice. Sure. I mean, but at the same time, like, he picked he picked Asher, right? And so, you know, he picked a pyromancer for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody who's even better at it than Dresden. And he picked, you know, I, I mean, I guess maybe, yeah, he didn't know the specifics about the Gate of Ice, but he's like, you know, who's really fucking good with ice? The Winter Knight, you know, so or something along those lines. someone from Mab, uh, like right. Mab could have given him Leah, probably. Right. So, so, so along those lines, but yeah, like uh, it seems he just, he, everything gels a little too well for the Gate, the gate of Blood and then Tessa's motivations a little too much for him to not have any fucking idea but he's not going to tell that to Dresden because the whole point of him bringing Deidre other than needing the sacrifice is the fact that it has to be somebody he he can completely trust and mm-hmm. she's apparently the only one you know yeah. so and um, she had to go into it willingly obviously right but I, probably it's something that Mab let slip it's not like the Ooh. gate of blood hadn't been there for thousands of years right 
like the details I, of fire ice might have changed but like the you need a sacrifice mm-hmm. who is willing to spend the rest of eternity into the underworld to open that one gate and this is mab's gambit of making nicodemus murder his daughter just right. like he took her daughter from her I I actually, but I like the the tidbit that maybe Nicodemus didn't know the specifics, but Mab leaks those to Tessa <laughs> to to cause even more mm. problems or something. But I don't know. That's not where you were going with that. No, I was thinking that like okay. Mab deliberately made sure that Nicodemus knew what he would have to give up. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, making mm. it basically his choice. He murdered his daughter, right? And that's her revenge. Uh, and Tessa finding out. Who knows? Right. Well then, continuing on. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just reading my notes through yeah. here. So yeah, like some of these are notes to myself. Some of them were dialogue that is like, okay, we could skip this. Like, you know, I, I was, uh, my note to myself was like, thank God this came out a few years before Infinity War so we could skip all of that bullshit, you know? So it's like, I know this isn't the, the first time this concept comes up in, you know, in media and whatever, but the whole, you know, sacrifice to get something you want, you know, the ultimate sacrifice isn't, laying your own life down but having to murder your child apparently you know yay that this version's better though because the sacrifice has to be complicit right much harder to do right yeah okay so and then basically to to like call out whatever nicodemus is hiding dresden starts mouthing off like he does and basically insults the creature so yeah and he's trying to uh be nice because he knows river shoulders and that just makes the genosco even angrier <laughs> right like, what do you have against river shoulders i guess well, because it, he's it's, nice he's, yeah don't don't call a sith a jedi right you know sure they're roughly the same kind of power and you know whatever but one is total brutality and the other one's peaceful tree hugging bullshit so I'm just thinking from his perspective. I'm not, you know, I am not so far gone to the Sith that, you know, I I espouse those beliefs, just, you know, to clarify. Yeah. (laughs) In this meeting is when Nicodemus reveals he's going after the Holy Grail as well. Right. Which is also bullshit. So. Well, it's technically the truth. It's technically what they're bound to. (laughs) Right. Yes, that and that's where it's important. It was like, okay, so now we know what the goal is and we can fuck you on everything else, but it's really bullshit. So yeah, he screwed himself a little bit on that one. So Yeah. I guess maybe they just didn't know that all the other artifacts would be there. I mean, like well, to know for certain. Knew. Yeah, Nicodemus had to know. Um or at least suspect. Suspected, that, yes. Know, but so. Without. I don't I see and I I don't know. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's got to be horseshit. Nicodemus didn't fucking take his daughter into goddamn Hades and sacrifice her on the suspicion that what he was after is there. He no, fucking had to know somehow. Knowledge so. that the Holy Grail is there is different than knowledge that all five artifacts are there. Well, he does say Maybe. a number of western artifacts, so he's at least cognizant of the fact that if if everything's going to be down there, that's where it's going to be anyway. Mm-hmm. And and you'll forgive what turns out to be a pun, but where in the hell else would it be if it's not in Hades' vault? You know, so also like we find out <laughs> much much later that his real goal was the knife, not the cup, anyway. So right, but his real goal was all of it. I'm sure. Well, I'm not. It's not to say he wasn't looking to take all of them, but he specifically says, "Give me the knife later to Dresden." Right, that's the one he wants the most. Right. Yeah, it, there's there's a lot of implications about the stuff, which I'm sure we'll explore a little bit more when we get there. And people have speculated anyway, but you know, it se- it seems like the number and the kind of artifacts and everything is somewhat important. But for whatever reason, Nicodemus was only after the one. Um, and yeah, the speculation there. But uh, he's trying he's trying to faint by you know making sure everybody gets goes. They're all looking at the cup. When he's like, "Hoo I snuck the knife," and then you know, no one else is going to know the value of the other artifacts, right? So why would they grab them? Whereas Dresden's like, "Fuck it, take it all just in case," you know. Yeah. So, so it would have been better for Nicodemus if he leans on the lawyery aspect of, "I am after all of these things. You must give them to me to fulfill your obligation." Right. 
And maybe, yeah, maybe he was worried that if he mentioned all of the artifacts, then Dresden would be like, you know, okay, something huge is going on because Mm -hmm. like one thing is obviously a big deal, but like five of them together, like for whatever reason, my brain can't get off the fact that it's like some kind of magical Voltron where it's like when you bring these five artifacts together, they're obviously better than individually, you know, they're whether it's the Power Rangers weapon where it's like we got to all hook them together. I don't know what I don't know what the deal is. That's part of the speculation but um maybe that mentioning all of them would have tipped too much off so now plus you put that much information out into the world nobody as old as him ever wants to do that even if there's a reasonable chance of success right what if well what (laughs) if the other what if some of the other i mean dresden's bound to whatever and gray's got his reputation but i mean there's nothing to say the others couldn't shouldn't wouldn't necessarily want I, mean, I don't know. Even, like, even Asher's got the denarian that he trusts the least in her. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess in, in hindsight, knowing that she's got the coin and everything like that, you could be suspicious of your own people. But like the rest of the people on the team are basically chumps compared to Dresden and Gray, right? Like, you know, so yeah, obviously you got to worry about Dresden. Maybe you got to worry about Gray, except that he's enough supernatural that his his word is airtight as much as Mab's is, which, I mean, we kind of know fairies anyway, right? But, you know, like, what, Binder's going to pull a sneaky on Nicodemus, you know? Like, uh, you know, and, and then in hindsight, having the Jenna squad, I just, he doesn't strike me as intelligent enough, you know? Uh, well, maybe, maybe he's gonna fighting for Nicodemus aside. I mean, yes, he is, but let's just assume for a moment that he's still an evil Denarian underneath it all. And even though he's a brute, like if he's got a chance to stab you in the back, he's probably gonna take it. But I don't yeah. think he's like, oh man, I'm gonna be some brutal warlord, and those are his machinations. He's just like, if the opportunity arises, but he's not gonna be like, oh man, I'd really like those five delicious artifacts for myself. Does that make sense? Like the level of scheming is much different. One, he's an opportunist and the other, he's a strategist, you know? So, you know, knowing those five artifacts, he's like, and so it's a really big rock, you know, whereas like, yeah, that's, that's just the way I take it. Whereas like Lashiel, absolutely. Like if, if she had a reason to, and she's like, maybe I could take over the Denarians or whatever, then, you know, maybe. So we don't know how much she knew about it other than he's like, Hey, how would you like to torture Dresden for a really long time? And she's yeah. like, son of a bitch, I'm in. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Have you been watching Wing of Morty by any chance? <laughs> I haven't seen the new season, but I'm familiar with the memes. So, okay. yeah. All right. It's on uh, Netflix now. Importantly, After... the Genesqua. Were you going to go there? Uh, perhaps go, it was gone. Okay, because... The, the nail thing, somewhat important. Yeah, you know, that was the and, nail thing. Okay, and the suppression of the mantle. And at no point did I get the impression that Dresden was actually paralyzed. Or that no, he was just of... like momentarily unconscious. He's knocked right? out, so... Well, yeah, really so... Nervous. Yeah, like... the So the mantle's not really doing anything for the healing, supposedly, right? And it's just suppressing his damage. No, I think but... it is actually... Uh, increasing the healing even though it's still just it'll take days instead of weeks to heal right well maybe okay Uh, i mean that that could be so what i think from my notes one of the things that was telling was that he mentions how his fucking broken arm hurts but not like his spine you know or Mm -hmm. feeling no feeling in his legs or anything it's just mysteriously absent you know kind of like look over here yeah while i'm doing the thing and, and this is only the, one of two times, so... One of the questions in one of the various Q&As, I cannot remember which one, I think it was when Side Jobs came out, someone was asking, when he gets uh, nails or, you know, poked in cold days and he loses the mantle, he also loses the ability to walk right. or something. But if he, when he gets poked in the nail, he doesn't. He, it's like it's not there. It's just like you're just saying, some weird sleight of hand going on. And Jim's reaction was like, yeah, that sounds like an inconsistency. I bet it's not important at all. Right. And that's that's part of why I was like, since this is coming up, I want to pay special attention this read through, you know, so. Yeah, it is. uh, He's not trying to do anything other than after getting bashed around by the Chinosco. And so he gets poked with the nail and then he's just unconscious until Karen pulls it out. 
yeah, he gets overwhelmed by the pain and literally retreats in t- inside to his subconscious. So, or his subconscious pulls him in because mm, he has a nice of that too. Yeah, he, he has a nice meeting. Right. So, why couldn't his subconscious have talked to him earlier? Because he's a blockhead. It's in the words, like it says it right on the tin. It's no. just that. But he tells him he can't communicate he... the same way. That right. he, this this face to face stuff is not something he can just do. We he can only talk to him like through dreams and shit like that. This and is not the to... third time he's done it. But yeah, it's but each also... of the other times he's been unconscious too. Yeah, but he's and... been unconscious from the headaches before it as well. And he specifically tells him that he Dresden's too stubborn to even listen to his own subconscious, right? Like he he tells him all but tells him everything that's going on. And he's like, you freaking idiot, <laughs> you know, like just the whole time, like even his subconscious can't stand him. So, yeah. and he doesn't always need to talk to the thing. It's not always plot relevant. This is the third face-to-face meeting Harry has had with his subconscious. That's mm-hmm. kind of listening to your subconscious. <laughs> This is still different, though. Like, when's the last time your subconscious waylaid you in the dreamscape and called you a blockhead? (laughs) Exactly. Dresden's Uh. A, a wizard, and B, a little thick. And doesn't this kind of feed into some other speculation, which E.G. can roll his eyes preemptively for, but, like, that this may be, you know, like, people have called this guy Mirror Mirror Harry or whatever, too, right? But I I think he really is, like, his subconscious because all all the other symbols are there, all the other clues um but yeah like because who else has this right like we never see any indication that anybody other than dresden has this weird unhealthy relationship with his id like would they this. reveal it so oh, who else's head have we yeah been? <laughs> yeah but i mean you'd think molly'd be like so is it just a wizard thing or is it a me thing that you know yeah so. i think molly would definitely have <laughs> questions since she dives in and gets to talk with the guy herself but like if him being unconscious is a big clue for him to be able to talk to a subconscious, he does that several times. He falls unconscious. He's mentioned having uh, those headaches that knock him out for at least an hour in the beginning of this book. How come he never had the conversation of like, you can't kill the parasite? Counterpoint. He totally has. He doesn't remember it because it's a fucking dream and that's what happens sometimes. Ha! <laughs> What I think more is that it was something that Mab did until he left the island. Sure. Just to make sure that he didn't understand what was going on. Well, it could have easily been Alfred, too. I mean, if he's warding off the parasite, then he's blocking everything up there, down there, potentially. I mean, his it is the one taking care of the parasite. So if it's trying to communicate with him and he slaps it down by association, he's probably slapping down the other stuff. Hmm. Hmm. I I'm not gonna follow that train of thought. There's too much going on there. So it's a lot of what, weird. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because I was like, I I've been doing a lot of networking lately, so I'm thinking firewalls and how you get behind the one place but not deal with the other. And then I'm like, nope, nope, nope. That's too much. So in any case, what does happen is you know he finds out about Bonet and kind of meets her, right? You know? Yeah. So she doesn't have a name yet. Well, yeah, but I mean, we know spoilers. Yeah. And also that he's pregnant and not just like, you know, a parasite. So, but first, his subconscious is going to like, why can't you get laid? Go forth and freaking multiply. <laughs> right. But he did. He's totally had two kids now. I know. So. It's like, so, in the beginning, it was just like, go have sex, please. My God. And then afterwards, like, no, that's why you don't go have casual sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Why not? Freaking multiply. Carpe Oh, right. So he does he does actually kind of see her face too, right? And Mm -hmm. so she's kind of an amalgamation of everybody. Uh So yeah. And it is wearing a snowflake pin on his lapel. What does that Mm. mean? Right. Yeah, what's that about? He had it up with winter. He's fine with it. Well those are his instincts. Exactly. The knight is talking to, you know, his instincts. So which he already knows that, you know, on the conscious. Well, levels. I mean, that would be where the mantle would probably flow into first is his primal urges, right? Right. It's the easiest. It's the reason he picked up the coin in the first place. It's who Lash would talk to all the time. That's the it's, best avenue to get through to him. It's also winter, you know, like winter is all the the killing, primal hunting, 
you know, sexy, sexy time stuff. You know, you're id. So, yeah. Yep. It shouldn't be casual. It should be more than just physical attraction. There's got to be respect and affection. Okay. Why haven't you banged Murphy yet? Quiet, you. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, This is a very fun conversation. Does need to bang Murphy and then she'll die. Kiss of death. Dresden is the kiss of death. Uh-huh. He he kind of well, did, and then he kind of died for it. So you know, no, he died. But I mean, Susan died. Yeah. Elaine died. Anastasia didn't. Yeah, well, she lost her physical. It depends. Yeah, she, uh, she, yeah. She I mean, technically, she absolutely died, and then she kind of got killed again. You know, so. But. Yeah, her mind got died. Her mind like, died. He he murdered her. Maybe people should stop dating Harry because he keeps tending to murder them. So. Yeah, it's I mean, something think he about said it. all the way he, back in Grave Perils. I never lost anyone didn't say I loved. And it's still true. He hasn't said he loved people since then. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, specifically, like, he killed Elaine. He killed he Lu- Lucio. He killed, <laughs> like, hmm, it's not it that a... just people die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's literally killed them. So this is why he's not getting close to uh, to Molly. You're welcome. So, Well, now we can. There's nothing he can do to her. Oh, he's killed the Winter Lady before. <laughs> like, yeah, but that was so, that was on a specific day. Yeah, his birthday. Yeah, his birthday. <laughs> right? She comes down for birthday sex, and so she's they dead. Don't, <laughs> right? They don't have to do that. Like it's my birthday. So anyway, so is there anything else before she gets the nail out, and then they have to go ch- chase somebody? Well, so we get to see Bonnie's face and she's right. an amalgamation of all sorts of the women that he's cared about, like Susan and th- what's her face in the beginning of Full Moon? I thought there was him. a little bit of Thomas in there too or something. Him, yeah. Delaney? Was Tim it, Delaney. Was yeah, it just the... Um, okay. Was it just the women? Little, I think so. Okay. Only, yeah, only women. Molly, in it was gotcha. whatever. Uh, uh, Karen Murphy, Ivy, the Claire archive, Marie, Susan, Susan, Elaine, Kim. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And she's a spirit of intellect. Right. But is she going to be different than Bob in how she has, like, uh, maybe a little bit more autonomy than he does? Like, whoever picks up the skull gets to therefore control Bob. Is she going to be different because her parentage? I don't think she's going to be different there. The The question to me is, is she going to be different than Bob in the sense that she is literally the the offspring of an angel? So where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't really find the cowl, you know, because it's holy. She's not going to have that problem because she's on that same wavelength. Yeah. You I, know? No, someone asked so. him that question and he basically said uh, she could, but she really shouldn't because that would get her squished. Right. Sure. You know, but... But you can't so. too far away from playing on that level. Yes, and it probably caused sure. some awkward, uncomfortable happenings. Yeah, like Harry's going to have to wipe out another nation state. I mean, what? Like, uh, I look, mean, you Harry came after his physical. <laughs> yeah, you came after his physical child. Do you really think he's going to do less for her? Like, come on. <laughs> well, depending on what kind of uh, obligations that the angels have to protect said precious artifact, maybe mm. he's going up against good guys. Which I mean, I've I've seen supernatural. I think he'd do that too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty uh, sure. Then, pretty sure the oh, don't forget the dream. Don't forget how it ended. Like, what does that mean? It's like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the nails pulled out, hey. and he's asleep at Karen's house. Oh. Oh, okay. I was thinking of a, the other thing later. Then. Mm. Um. Gotcha. Yeah, it sounds like he wakes up and he basically catches Murphy and Butters talking about him when he's like not in the room. Right. And Butters being suspicious and then allusions to him being Batman. Right. And then talking about the the FOMOR taking children, right? There was that in the earlier yeah. one? Mm. Um, oh, yeah, I, I mean, like, I've got. He, he didn't save all of them. And Karen said, You saved some. That's more than what most people. Ah. Okay. Or something like that. Right. And he still like, feels like it's not enough. And then they get another tip from crazy but not wrong Gary. So. Boats, boats, boats. What is it this time? I th- wasn't it the Iran thing? 
or or is that just something else? So oh yeah, they no, they had a picture at some point of what's yeah. going on in Iran. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he sends them the satellite uh, footage or the, Shaggy Feathers and one of the other ones in Sanya. I th- wasn't it Magog and Shaggy Feathers. Yeah. yeah, the ones that we knew should have been taken and kept safe. Right. Right. Yeah, interesting for a number of things because a, a actually the last show could be out. Right. Well, we'll we'll find that out later. But like, a Tess is supposed to be there, so these guys are theoretically in Tess's crew. B, they shouldn't even be there because they should be locked away somewhere. It'd be like, we got to talk to the church about their vending machine that they call their secure vault, like for crying out loud. So, yep. Uh, Butters and Karen are talking mostly about fear and you probably shouldn't let that rule all of your decisions because it's just not healthy. Right. She prefers to have faith in her friends. Right. It's a choice, Butters. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. There might be a little bit of blinded by love coming out here, whereas like Butters is uh, definitely the intellectual, like he's thinking at yes. the big brain time. And all the the patterns in his behavior, and she's choosing to have faith in him in Harry because it's better than being distrustful. I mean, like well, of all of the history. I I'm sure it's it's practically her last lifeline, right? Like think about what happened between you know aftermath and ghost story and everything like that. You know she was almost militaristic. You know everything was about the the mission and taking care of shit and everything. And now all of a sudden Harry's back and all of those feelings are still there, or at least she realizes that they're there. And you know she doesn't have to go down that path anymore. So you know it's in a weird way, my brain's channeling the whole Mr. Incredible meme, you know, it's like, I can't lose you again type of stuff, you know, so she's going to do everything she can for Harry. And then she's probably made peace since cold days that, you know, like if he's the bad guy, then I guess I'm a bad guy too, you know, after the whole thing with the outsiders and the wild hunt and whatever. Yeah. And things like that, but like she could go back to how she treated him before he uh, told her what was going on in summer night and she was distrustful and it hurt everything. They did not communicate well. And therefore, whenever they're trying to work together, it was an annoyance. Right. And so she's just going to trust him and trust that he's going to do the right thing in order to keep yeah. going. I know. I mean, I know he's influenced by like the winter mantles now and, and the Diags a little bit. But I, I feel like Harry has earned the trust of pe- like the people close to him. He's been, he chose to be honest with them. Like, he's, I, I feel like I just feel like he earned their trust. No, it's much better to spy on them and be a dick. It's much only, better to put everybody's life in danger. And that's and the only time Butters made a mistake. We can forgive him. No, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very important character development. All right. Yeah. So it is the epitome of failing upwards, which most no. people seem to do in Dresden. Like, they get really annoying, and then they become better. Like, Charity and Molly. So, him being a Jedi Knight is totally the natural evolution of, you know... Of being suspicious. (laughs) That's how I saw his character. Getting the Sword of Faith in an even stronger version is such a good uh, moment, considering he had absolutely no faith in his friends. That's why he needed to have this heart-to-heart lesson with sword. What? That doesn't do anything! The sword is it about faith in friends. They have this conversation and he immediately does the bad thing. He takes Dirty. none of this to heart. Mm-hmm. Butters chooses to have faith. In what? He chooses to have faith in what? He catches a hilt. That's not having faith. No, when he when he goes out to fight. He chose to be a hero. It's not the, quite the same thing as having faith. It's faith in himself. He expected to die. Should have died. All right. No, I, I won't hear no bad talk about Mr. Well, Brothers. Well, then yeah. you're going to be in for it. Right. We better blow through this content then, because, uh, oh boy. I was going to say, we're, we're going to be able to rehash this in about Butters two more like, chapters. So Brothers is like the second or third best character. Butters is the Ooh. second best character. Oh, my goodness. All right. You're wrong. I I get 
I get where you're coming from in some of the things, but like, okay, so the whole magical Batman thing is fucking awesome because it's just an extension of Butters doing the best with the tools that he's got available for him, it's, right? He is being clever with it, which is yeah. satisfying. And right, exactly. And that's some of my favorite stuff too. Like Harry's got all this power, but it's not usually the power of him just like brute forcing down doors and shit that makes him win. It's when he's clever. And Butters is like even more than that because Butters has no talent whatsoever. He's got a magical battery. If Butters actually had magic, he would be a badass wizard. Right, but specifically because he started out with nothing. You know, it's it's one of those like, you know, you always had the power and, you know, I didn't types of tropes. But, you know, like, so he, yeah, he went to school as a medical doctor, actually kind of, you know, practices it. So he's the cleric, he's the wizard, he's the paladin, you know, come on. It's everything. He's got everything. And he's got a freaking lightsaber, which you can hate on Butters for whatever else for his character development and shit. But that's a cool idea that nobody else has brought forth in like fantasy that I'm aware of. So if it's out there in some obscure thing that I haven't seen, like, you know. Hmm. Can't yeah. remember any lightsabers in fantasy. I mean, you could oh, almost make Star Wars. What no, well, you know, obviously I'm talking about the that. righteousness though, because I'm like thinking like maybe you could make the argument that Aragorn's sword with the whole like the ghost thing because of what it was that it represented to them. But like other than that, you don't see like anybody be like it was a it was still a physical sword, you know, it wasn't the, the light beam sword, yeah, which that's is more like, but it, it's more like Excalibur, I would say. Sure, sure. But that's that's kind of what I'm saying, you know, like the lightsabers make sense because it's you know physical plasma energy and whatever this is literally like righteousness he he's just like hey i whipped out the sword and i stabbed harry and it did nothing and i stabbed the monster and he exploded that's fantastic the sword can literally do no harm <laughs> you know it's like i don't know it's what you'd want out of a a, a sword of the cross so sure. i like i like the idea that because we, we know that jim probably didn't originally planned this but i like the idea of um you know how how through all the books he's like he's he's hinted at that you know if people believe in something for example the original shroud which wasn't the actual shroud it right. still had power so i like the idea that you know just to believe people liking star wars or believing in that story is enough to like funnel into this this sword and make it stronger yeah that- he wrote this book before the new movies came out yeah, no, but people like Star Wars Spoilers. probably more before that. <laughs> like, people hate Star Wars more now than, uh, yeah, than before. Yeah, because they drove it into the ground. Right. So, in any case, like, a big part of the reason why the sword is the way it is is because of Butters and his, you know, love of Star Wars, I'm sure. So, but... Uriel likes uh, Star Wars as well. I mean, what's not to like, really? No, I like sorry. I, I, all I right. Agree with you so, <laughs> anything else? Because I was going to get to the toys. Because, like, you know, uh, when he talks to Murphy, and then they were like, "Hey, that's a big ass rocket for you know a big ass Sasquatch." And yeah, that's... well, so she gives him a handgun that is massive, horse sized handgun, and he's worried that's going to break his other wrist. Yeah, and Desert then... Eagle. Right, the recoil. He's, he's graduated. Yes. Yeah, he's graduated past Dirty Harry. He is now. Well, no, she says Smith and Wesson five hundred. I don't think that's the same thing as Desert Eagle. No, no, actually, no, not technically. It's, it's, like, but, a, it's, like, it's like like pretty short, like small gun, right? But it's like or like short barrel. Uh, well, he's not trying to shoot anything long range. They're all fighting in his face anyway. But uh, it's massive gun, huge recoil. Ride the recoil, whatever. And then he tells her that he's pregnant and she falls over laughing. And that was pretty much it until they go back to the warehouse. Yeah, this is not what I would call a short barrel, but it's also not. Well, I guess it kind of depends. You can get it. You can get a snub nose, but the first pictures are longer barrel, so it kind of depends. Yeah, but isn't it, isn't it specifically described as kind of like a short barrel in the book? I don't know. But I remember I, wrong. The director looks like she's reading, so... Yeah. But. Uh, let's see. 
It reminded him of steroid using weightlifters, gargoyles, just build. Uh, it's just really big. Right. Okay. So have been mounted on I mean, a small he's... armored vehicle turret. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I just remember it being described that way because then I maybe I, I immediately looked it up like when I first read it, right? And and I got the short nose version first on Google Images or something to make them, right? I mean, it'd be a little bit. What's uh, is it the Peacekeeper? What's uh, Hellboy's guns called? But um, something like that. But it it probably a be a little piece. smaller than that. It's but yeah, that, I mean, Harry's used a 44 mag before, so I imagine he's got the full length barrel and whatever, unless Murphy's conscientious of him trying to hide it still. But yeah. I just, this book has been interesting because he actually goes into the details on some of the guns instead of calling shotguns, riot guns and a bunch of other stuff like he's done in the past. So yeah. like they even mention, you know, Murphy's futuristic looking Chris and stuff like I bet, that. So. I bet you that that's because Jim has worked with uh, the Monster Hunter gun. Oh, that could be. I, I, I would imagine he's probably got, you know, you need some gun input. I've read your books. You, you, you could use some gun input. I, I can help you. Right. Because that guy goes into gun detail. Yeah, I mean, that's that's his hobby. And then he just writes books fantasizing about, you know, <laughs> what he would do if he were a monster hunter, I'm sure. Yeah, you would love those books. Too. I mean, they did mention um, all the Uzis she was putting together for Binder's Goons. And she has a rocket launcher, not a whatever the other one word is. Was there any other? Yeah. Were there any other uh, guns that stood out to you so far? Well, so, I mean, he had specifically talked about the machine gun that the uh, um, the servitors were using, right? Um, the AT4, the the Smith & Wesson 500, um, the Chris, like I said, you know, because Murphy's basically got a 45 caliber submachine gun that she's carrying around. Um, you know, like most of the time when he's talking about her P90, he's just like, it's that little boxy gun, you know, whatever. And I think there's like one or two references in the series that, you know, led everybody to to the P90 thing. So I just thought it was interesting that it's like, we've got like four guns and we already know what they are. I think I put together, he might've called it a 44 Magnum, but the rest of the time he references it as like Dirty Harry's gun. You know, you had the whole Winchester thing. Everybody for the most mm -hmm. part knows what a Winchester looks like in cold days. But other than that, like, you know, I don't know, you get like one reference and then you know, like what's Kincaid's loadout? You know, I don't, I don't think we talk about it. We know Murphy usually carries a SIG because that's her signature uh, <laughs> weapon kind of other than the P90. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. But like Kincaid goes in there and he talks about like these little, you know, submachine gun type of guns and these double pistols. And I kind of like imagine the loadout that uh, um, Neo takes into the lobby, right? Where he's just like, Holy Christ, that's a lot of guns, <laughs> you know. So that's that's Kincaid going into the vampire thing. So anyway, what happens when we try a backdoor gears and guns episode in? Right? We gotta we gotta extend this another six months, man. What do you want? <laughs> we don't have to do that. There's yeah, we in the contract that states that. You've got a contract. Guys <laughs> yeah. are getting paid, right? Is it getting paid? Uh, anything else? Because we are basically at the hour. Um, I just got a bunch of random one-liners for some of these notes. Talk so, her. I mean, yeah, they they go back and cause more shenanigans. So, yeah. So it's basically the beginning of chapter twenty-five. They go back to the slaughterhouse, and they're going to go into another meeting and have like a whole bunch of chaos happen. So we can pick up again there. Uh, any other news that we weren't talking about earlier or someone to just plug all of our shit? I mean, no, I wasn't here when we started the first two minutes, but there was, we actually got a release date since last episode, I assume that was mentioned. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Ben, plug our shit. Oh, wait. Yeah. So what? We've got three, four podcasts now. So we'll we'll skip the ones that have been on hiatus for like a year. So we've got, uh, is DMs Anonymous recorded yet? Nope. No, not since last time. But it's not been a year. It's been like two I months. I know. That's why I included it. So it's not past the statute of limitations. But I think no. we can avoid high fantasy. You know, yeah, so. probably. We got, yeah, we got we a have, cast member missioning next at the moment. If you like a bunch of nerds talking about nerdy things, if you guys like our style, we do have other podcasts, you know, 
archived, historical, whatever you can you can listen to some of that. Um, Sim Talk is still active, I believe. You know, so mm -hmm. it's professional simulation stuff. Uh, you know, data science, I imagine, factors into it a little bit. Uh, the Office, they uh, great They're, Scott, they finally are yeah, done. They very recently reached the end, and now right. they're going to take a little bit of break before they figure out what's next. I keep saying Simpsons. <laughs> right, because 30 years of content. Alex is like, if she wills it enough. I have been saying Simpsons. Simpsons since they started Great Scott three and a half years ago. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> because they'll never run, ever run out of content. Right. Right. Uh, did I miss anybody? I feel like I'm missing one. I don't think so, but we did have the end of year uh, fun little thing. I don't care if you listen to it, but I had fun. <laughs> and. Right. Uh, you can go check that out at the website and we have, we're talking about other podcasts we are ready to start up hopefully yeah, should be yeah, ready yeah. allegedly so we we should mention drive through rpg right so yeah. they're they're gonna have a link in the description for where all of our stuff gets posted uh and then you know this has been the dresden files uh broken jars network podcast thingy you want to see more fighting about star wars you can join our discord for a dollar true i still gotta go read it <laughs> There's also this other book series you've got to read. Yeah, yeah, he's got a backlog. We all do. <laughs>